the Trilogy Podcast with Vin and Scott, putting the buff back in film buff. Trilbit number 15, no longer a trilogy. Stick it up your ass, God. Four, I'm Vin. And I'm Scott. And folks, we're the Trilogy Podcast. Scott, I hate it when we have to do a trill bit like this. It's a shame. You know, it hurts. It, it hurts is. me. Um, we knew, I mean, we, we kind of knew this day was coming, yeah. unfortunately, but it doesn't make it any easier. It's the nature of the beast, ladies and gentlemen, when you do a podcast devoted strictly to trilogies, ultimately down the road, sometimes a fourth movie is made. It does happen. Yeah. And we've already done this episode, so we're put in the unfortunate position to do a little paperwork here. Yes. And cancel Thor. Can't, well, I don't know if we should do, well, he's not can- canceled, but not in the... You know, yeah, not in the... In you know, our world, we're canceling sure. him as a trilogy. As yes. a trilogy. Yes, yes. All as right? a trilogy. So as a result, he means he nothing didn't do anything to us. Right. He's, personally, he's fine. <laughs> yeah. But, Good guy. Um, he's, as far as we know. <laughs> as far as we know. You never can tell nowadays, Scotty. Yeah, it's true. Right. Those Australians. Yeah. Thank what? you. I mean, look at Paul Hogan. No. Mm, maybe you shouldn't. Don't look at Paul Hogan. <laughs> when, Paul, when Paul Hogan comes, look away. Yes. Really, that's at this point. Yeah. Ark but, of the Covenant. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your eyes, Mary, and don't look at it no matter what happens. Good night. Get down deep, Australia. Don't look at Keep your eyes shut. All right. Just going down for a couple of days. Probably see you around. So yeah, we just have to do this from time to time. Um, it's just paperwork. Um, but in reality, I take it very personally. So if a movie is no longer a trilogy, to me, I'm like, fuck this movie now. Yeah. I mean, Scott actually saw the fourth one. I'm not that forgiving. I don't want to know about it, hear yes. about it, see it. Fuck Thor now. I yes, dead I d- to me. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm you know, I'm a big Marvel guy, yep. obviously. Yep. Yep. Uh, and we did, you know, even when we were doing the trilogy, we had to assume that on the success of that third one, that there would probably be a fourth one. I mean, we work very hard to hold off on covering trilogies that we think might get a fourth movie down the road. Yeah. You know, that's that's the reason we haven't done, say, the John Wick episode yet, because we know they're going to make a fourth movie. Right. Or why we haven't done the Expendables episode. We know they're going to make another film. And to a level, when we did do the Thor one, I believe that was before we. We were going to do uh, Avengers when the third Avengers was coming out as well. I think so. It was sort of like a a, a gateway into that world. Well, I don't. I don't think at that point we had done a Marvel. We hadn't yet. done Marvel yet. Yeah, we hadn't done one. So yet. it was we, a nice we, little introduction exactly. to the Avengers world. Exactly. Um, in, an trilogy informing another trilogy, and now neither of them are trilogies. Yeah, look at that. Right. Yeah. Um, Crazy world we live in. Look, Marvel. <laughs> yeah, Marvel held fast to a really specific strategy, though. You know what I mean? Each Avenger got his own trilogy, and and we kind of had a sense that it might stay that way. You know, right. um, but you know, there's money to be made, and if there's money to be made, then sure. And we were fools, my friend. We were fools. Yeah. Um, well, and you look at it too, depending on uh, which trilogy and who the actor is. Like right. Robert Downey Jr. is like, I don't want to hang around and do this forever. I mean, I'm I'm older. I can't sure. play Iron Man forever. Sure. Chris Hemsworth is in the prime of his fucking life. Right. I mean, I will say in this movie, he's starting to look. Like, the age is catching up with him. Like, he's probably, like, 32 yeah. now. You know what I mean? So he can only do this for, I don't know, eight, nine, <laughs> ten more years? Every time I play Thor, I'm like, this is the last time they'll let me do it. My whole career has been based around playing this character, and to come back again and again and play it with 
different directors and different casts has been an absolute joy and you know, I'm down for whatever is enjoyable yeah. and having a good time and then that's what this experience in the Marvel world has been for me so bring it on. Um, two other times an episode that we've done has been disqualified because it's gotten a fourth movie. Those were for The Purge. Yes. The Purge was an early trilogy that we did and God now they've made five of them Yeah, actually in a TV series. Yes. And I don't think at the time we had any inkling that it would go any further than that shitty third movie. Oh no. You know, no, and that's, that was an early one we did in our history of. That was a surprising one too. That uh, I thought the second and third kind of got better. But yeah, but then they made a fourth one. I'm like, well, not that good. We did like, the, they did the prequel. <laughs> yeah. They did it. I you mean, got away with it. You yeah. made a movie that was okay. Yeah, stop you know? pushing your luck for God's right. sake. I mean, it's, it's a it's one. The purge. Right. It's a one concept sort of film. Yeah. Um, also, we did the Avengers. Now, in this one, we have to admit. We knew they'd make a fourth Avengers movie. For sure. We, we definitely did. But yeah. we're not, you know, we're not going to lie and say that we weren't trying to capitalize on the popularity of the Avengers at the time. That's true. Because, at the, I mean, we did know at the time because they were, they had already said there's a fourth Avengers coming like right. next year we or knew. We knew. six months from now. We so knew. we knew there was going to be something. And obviously these movies would like to be long series, much like, say, uh, slasher horror movies right. in like the 80s and 90s. But, you know, and we can't completely, you know, disown the Avengers. We can disown them as a trilogy. Right. But it's so much a part of the Marvel world. It sure. winds up just inevitably becoming intermixed with all of the character trilogies. Your Captain America, right. your, your Iron Man. So it was important that we did it while they were trilogies, right. I think, so that we can still comment when, you know, we're going to have another Marvel trilogy. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is coming. Yep. Ant-Man Ant -Man. 3. So we got a lot of work to do. <sighs> it's good that we have the, the background. Just, we'll take it, a break. Nowadays, it just feels like all we do is talk about fucking superheroes. Do you want to just do Oh God next time? Okay. <laughs> I almost do. <laughs> oh, no, that's pretty heady. That's a lot of... Uh, yeah, it is George Burns. Uh, so, you know. So it deals with the afterlife and, you know, and uh, spirituality. The, the question is, who's stronger, that God or this God? The only ones who gods care about is themselves. So this is my vow. All gods will die. We, uh, we did the Thor trilogy um, in uh, March 21st, 2019 is when it came out. Yes. Feels like yesterday. Yeah, right? It was actually a part of when we used to do our Australia month. That's right. Because of Hemsworth. Yes. He's an Australian dude, so yes. there's only so many Australia-related trilogies that can right. be done. I think he might have been the first of the uh, the Australian trilogies. Yeah. So we did that. Um, it was a pretty funny episode. I gave it, I gave it a listen. Yeah. When we disqualify this as a trilogy, you could still go back and listen to it, really. It's sure. not like we're taking it out of the, no. you know, it's still in our list, but uh, but it was a pretty funny this episode. This is mostly about paperwork and also content. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> listen, if we're creating a very specific set of rules for this podcast. Got to follow them. Right. You know? Got to. It's. It's important to me. It forces us to do work, and it's annoying, but we do it We for have you. to do it. For you. For the, for the, for the listener. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but it was a pretty funny episode. Phil joined us because it was a superhero episode. Mm -hmm. um, you did a pretty great Anthony Hopkins impression. But it was an early episode. Like we hadn't, like there was no Scott's plot song at the time. Wow. And it's funny because I started singing a song and you reprimanded me because you were like, I wanted to do a song. And I was like, there'll be no songs. <laughs> oh, you so wouldn't is, let me. Right. Do. It was right around that time. <laughs> you, I, and Phil all um, ranked it 3 1 2. Mm -hmm. All right. I said it was unsuccessful because I thought that two wasn't strong enough for it to be successful. You gave it a little more leeway. You said it was a successful trilogy. Um, and Phil just. <laughs> Phil couldn't decide. He was undecided. So we were just like... Undecided? He was like, I don't know. I think he agreed with both of us in a way. He didn't like two, mm. but at the same time, like you, it wasn't a trilogy killer to him. Like, it still maintained the narrative and, right. you know, 
and it wasn't look it wasn't horribly bad two wasn't a horrible film it wasn't offensively bad it's we, not memorable it's not memorable but there's there's movies that have inflamed us with rage they've been so bad yeah this one is just simply sort of forgettable you when know you look at the avengers as i a say whole. give it a couple of years all of a sudden people are gonna be like you know Thor the dark world was actually really good when you're watching like no it's not oh, stop doing this I'm like sure we fucking 20 years after on the, the prequels everyone's yeah. like you know the prequels are actually pretty good like no they're unentertaining they're boring there's, like that's that's their greatest sin there's always some jackass that wants extra attention online for being yeah. the one contrary person that's like no really I when sp- you think about I, I it I Spit on Your Grave was a great film or whatever the fuck like yeah. some nonsense people are film. talking now like uh, don't get me wrong Quantum of Solace right the right. second uh, Daniel Craig Bond right. is okay I re- I've seen it many many times I couldn't tell you a character's name from that movie I couldn't tell you what fucking happens me I remember neither. there's a boat I remember there's a chase there's a villain who's got hair right. that's all I remember it's definitely not a Casino Royale now or, or people, a Skyfall right but now people are like actually Quantum of Souls is pretty good I'm like no it's not no. it's nonsense come on come on when the screenplay is written by the best boy in the key grip you know there's a problem <laughs> yeah, you know right, what I mean yeah. it's aging well is it yeah I watched it I th- think it made sense it doesn't but it's there are whole fu- parts of it where they clearly don't have script pages because there was a writer's strike. Yeah. And there's there's a, a whole 10-minute sequence where you can see Daniel Craig waiting for the next page. <laughs> and then they hand it in on camera and he quickly looks at it and he he makes it, his nose wrinkles like he smelled something bad. And then he says, the, I mean, that's terrible. Go back and look at it. It's uh, it's 42 minutes in. Ragnarok was a fantastic film. Mm-hmm. And we ra- we all ranked it up. And even after seeing you know, the more like Spider-Man's and other Marvel films at this point, I think we all kind of put Ragnarok up there as one of the best superhero movies maybe ever. Yeah. Ragnarok sort of takes Marvel and it shows that they're, or you actually mentioned it, it shows they're gravitating to, towards a more lighthearted interpretation of these characters. Yeah. That, that people really want it to be a little bit lighter, not so dark and deep. And you mentioned yeah. that right at the same time, it's a contrast to how the DC films are really becoming like, dark and dark versions of these characters right. so marvel is kind of moving in a different direction at this point yes well i mean both studios honestly are doing what's worked for them right yep. so yep. like i mean you have the dark knight trilogy and but that was years ago now and they're right. still doubling down on that darkness shit oh yeah but you know for marvel they've gotten more lighthearted as they've gone and when you had joss whedon being quippy 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 with the characters people loved that yes. so yes. you know they've become more quippy sometimes cringily right. so but you know but look at the ones that are coming out you're talking guardians you're talking ant-man these are the lightest superheroes yeah the sort of you know yeah and they gave him, they put him in the hands of guys who know what they're doing, like right. a Taika Waititi. Right. Or uh, what's his face from uh, Guardians, James Gunn. Yep. yep. He's got a tone. He knows what he's doing with that, what he wants to do. So I guess the, the logical thing is that the success of Ragnarok inspired this fourth movie, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's directed by, what's the dude's name? Uh, Taika Waititi. Right. So he's still the director. They brought him back on to do this. And we're trying yeah. to capitalize on how popular the third movie was, trying to get another Ragnarok in there, you yeah. know, and really looking at Thor as a comedic character now, right? Sure. I mean, obviously Chris Hemsworth, very good at the comedy. He's good at like improvisation and, you know, he's, he mugs and does mm-hmm. all that stuff. He's got incredible confidence. Like, you know, a lot of these stars of the Marvel Universe are guys who are just very good with improv, like a Chris Pratt, yeah. some, you know, um, maybe Chris Evans, not so much, but yeah, the Ant-Man guy and uh, uh, Paul Rudd. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and and it's even funny because like it feels like this fourth movie. Just to give you a little glimpse into it, because I've seen it. Yeah, um, it does kind of seem like they're trying to, you know, they're looking for lightning to strike twice. Yeah, you yeah. know, like it's sort of like the same trick again, ish. Not entirely, because at the same time, it is not Ragnarok, and yeah. that might be. One of the biggest feelings is that it is not Ragnarok, right. because uh, Goldblum's not in it, 
The uh-huh. Hulk is not in it. You know, and those are two great characters. Critical who, to who the really success. really made Ragnarok. Critical to it. Right. Critical. Uh, so they're not in it. But of course, we get new characters. We get fucking Russell Crowe plays Zeus. Uh, and okay. does like a Greek accent, so he sounds like he's fucking around the corner in the Greek diner from here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, and it's hilarious. Um, they uh, introduce really he, Russell Crowe plays Zeus. Russell Crowe plays every Zeus. picture Quite nowadays. Good. He looks sort of doddering and like. Oh, they put him. They put up. him in like a. I mean, he looks kind of tubby. Like he doesn't look. He he's doesn't not look, the, He's not the gladiator anymore. No, no, no. I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. The plot of the movie is about. Hold on, what's the name of the movie again? Just so we know the Love name. Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. Love and okay, Thunder. Okay, uh, So basically, quick, uh, you know, Cliff Notes versions of a Scott's Bloods, yeah, yeah. which no music here. Um, or maybe, I don't know. Um, do what you got to do, So basically, um, Thor is at a point now, what, last time we've seen him, right, has been at the end of uh, uh, Endgame. Sure. Where he was going off with the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. So last time, since last we've seen him, he was fat, and now he's all in shape again. He, he did all the work, got back in shape, and now he's just been hanging with the Guardians, going on Thor adventures and stuff. Doing and the outer space of, thing. Kind of looking for meaning in life, just right. kind of like, all I'm good for is fighting, and I have no love in my life, because I don't have Jane Foster, or yada, yada, yada. You know, it seems... And I lost all the people in my life, Loki, and, you right. know, fucking Odin, and Frigga, and everyone. Um, so, basically that happens, and then... Cool. See, this is what's great about Taika Waititi. I'm gonna, sorry, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna bullshit about the movie for a second. That's fine. Taika Waititi does a great job of disarming you with comedy, okay, and then hitting you with a dose of reality, okay. Because his movies, although they're always, even if you go outside the Marvel universe and watch some of his movies, like Jojo Rabbit, what we do in shadows, uh, or what we do in the shadows, right? It's this sort of this fantastical world, right? Yeah. It's always in a world that's not real. Jojo Rabbit, you know, that's not really how the Nazis were, it's not, but it's all played in a very uh, light way to disarm you, and then there are, you know, in Jojo Rabbit, there are moments where it just fucking cuts you to the core uh, yeah. because you weren't expecting it. You're almost describing what absurdism is. Right. The idea right. that we're playing something over the top and almost for laughs, but it, there's a deeper meaning these exactly. laughs are supposed to bring about some deeper meaning. Right. And, and Taiko Waititi is a, is a theater guy. Like, he yeah. got his start in theater, and go. I think there so he go. understands that. In Thor Love and Thunder, Jane Foster has cancer. Oh, God. Stage four cancer. So this, we, again, oh, God. We have not seen her, right, this character, in forever. Since, since 2013, I think. Yeah. Since, since uh, the second movie? Since the So, well, they had a little clip of her in the Avengers Endgame when they had to go back and pull the ether out of her, which yeah, was, okay. the, uh, I believe, the Power Stone? Yeah, okay. The Reality Stone. The Reality Stone. So she hasn't been around for, like, literally in the movies, too. It's like eight years. Yeah, yeah. Except uh, we find out that she did get snapped, which I think we did know from... And they, they, mentioned, showed a picture they mentioned it, earlier. or it's alluded yeah. to in a lot, something, yeah. So for her, it's like three years have gone by, right. and for, for Thor, it's like eight years have gone by. Right. So she gets stage four cancer. She's dying, basically, and she's trying to, like, look for anything to help her. She's going through chemo and shit. We get fucking Darcy comes back, uh, her assistant. And then she gets called to by Mjolnir, the broken hammer that broke in the third movie. Right. He's got the, does he have the new hammer still? So he's still got Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker, the big axe yeah. hammer. Right, yeah. the one he made for to kill Thanos with. Right, that dude made it for him. Which is actually, uh, the weapons become very important in this movie, too. Really? Yeah. Okay. But so she gets called to by Mjolnir, and she becomes the mighty Thor. Mjolnir comes back together reforms itself. Yeah. And they sort of explain it in a way that Hold like on. she be- what? She becomes the mighty the Thor. The cancer victim becomes Thor? And she becomes Thor so what? she's like healthy cuz she's like reading about 
Molnir and how it gives you like it gives you the power of the Thor, it yeah. gives you great health, and it gives you like all this stuff. He's talking about your herbal remedies, yeah, curing things. Well, they sort of explain it away too because they show it's it's kind of cool because they do give you a lot of clips of what their relationship was like because you're like, yeah, we never saw yeah. that, you know, like they kept talking like they it were was together, really minor, and then really, suddenly they were not together. It was really minor. So like they showed you some clips of them like together, and you're like, oh, that's kind of cute. We actually did get to see them be a couple, and they're like fucking around doing stuff. Yeah, but he says it's him talking to M- M- uh, Mjolnir. And he's like, he's like, she's the one, you know, I love her. And he's like, you know, hey, if I'm ever not around, you got to protect her. Okay, buddy. And like the little like sigil yeah. goes on it. So it's almost like he put like, like, uh, like Odin did. Does when, that, is that, does that how it really is? Like in the comics, he could talk to the hammer and it, it does uh, Well, stuff he put like, it, it's basically like he put a, um, what the fuck you call it? Um, like an incantation on yeah, it? Yeah, an incantation. The way Odin did like whoever possesses this yeah, hammer, okay. you know, like. So it basically, so I think that's why it kind of like calls her and comes back because it knows it needs her. Okay. So she becomes the mighty Thor, but then there's this hilarious thing where they're, they're he's like jealous because he wants Mjolnir back. Oh, really? And like, he's like at one point trying to call it and like, come on, come on. And then Stormbreaker just glides in next. He's like, <laughs> oh, Stormbreaker. I was just thinking about you. Like, it's so it's weird. Hilarious. We're weirdly sexualizing his yeah. hammer. It's the other woman. It, yeah. Like, at one point he like walks up to Stormbreaker like, hey. Hey, look, are we good? <laughs> it's like talking to the, really to the axe. It's, it is a little, I'm like, okay, that's a little silly, but it is kind of like playing the emotions for us between Thor and, um, and Natalie Portman. Right. Um, so between the two of them, like it's sort of showing like the jealousy and the, oh, there's tension here and like, but in like a really delightfully funny way. Okay. Um, but yeah, again. The axe is kind of a surrogate, you know? It, yeah. You know, so we can show that. Okay. Yeah. And the com. <laughs> So they, they have two screaming goats in the movie. They just keep screaming the entire time. And you think it's going to get like really boring and like kind of played out. Yeah. It doesn't. It's fucking hilarious every time. I laugh every single huh. time there because it's like the screaming goat video. Yeah, okay. You know, this one. Oh. Yeah, so like yeah. that, but it's two of them and the whole movie, like just randomly. And it's to great comedic effect. Very good. This takes place on Earth? In the beginning, you go to New Asgard, which is, you know, in uh, whatever, Norway, yeah. where they relocated. There was sort of like a small fishing town last we saw. Right, that's right. It is now under the leadership of Valkyrie. Okay. Uh, it has now become like a tourist destination. Really? Yes. So huh. she has like shopped out where they're like people are coming in riding like you know, flying Viking boats and ship. Same thing happened to Tomy Village and the Karate Kid. Exactly. Nothing ever stays the same. <laughs> they even have a uh, ice cream shop that's called Infinity Cones. Oh, get out of here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, <laughs> like, like Disney-fied, like ridiculous. You're like, this is kind of funny. Okay. Like, but it got to me, got me thinking, because I'm thinking about Taika Waititi, a guy from New Zealand, right? And he's, he, again, he plays Korg, the rock guy who is back, and he's sort of the narrator of the movie. Like, there's, oh, there's sections the where The rock he, guy is back. Yeah, and there's sections where he's kind of like, uh, t- uh, he starts. He's like, "Let me tell you the story of Thor," and it's right. like, it's great because it's, you're Taika Waititi, you're the right, director, he's, he's, you're essentially just bringing us into the movie, which does, is awesome. the, does the voice of him, yeah, yeah. And he has a line uh, where he's saying, you know, like, you know, suddenly to these these people, you know, their sleepy little fishing town became a tourist destination, and and all this stuff. And I started thinking about like, he's from New Zealand, though. You have to imagine that when he was probably younger, say twenty years ago, when he was into like comics and all that shit they started filming lord of the rings in new zealand okay and he saw his sleepy little yes. country and sleepy little town suddenly become tourist destinations for right. people to show up to a movie door de- movie destination yeah. right i mean everyone picks like, i've seen people like pick up on like obviously it's like a, a disney comment right okay. like that they've you know they've disney-fied everything i'm like sure 
But also, I think it's a comment on him saying, like, that's, like, his personal experience, too. It was weird to oh. be, like, a fan of this stuff and then be like, holy shit, it's right in, you know, my backyard. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I, I thought, I don't know, maybe maybe he would say, uh, no, nothing, there was nothing about that, but I, I think there might be. I think he's a sophisticated enough director that these little things are, are put in on purpose. I think, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? If you watch the other stuff that he's done. You know, he's always kind of commenting in the background, you know, yeah. as any good director should, frankly. Of course. Okay. So then there's uh, Christian Bale's in the movie. Huh. Christian Bale is Gore the God Butcher. Hmm. So the whole plot of the movie is that Gore... Al Gore? Al Gore former, the God Butcher. Former Vice President Al Gore? <laughs> uh, I, I, I claim that all gods <laughs> will die. I put the hammer in the lockbox. I created the Bifrost <laughs> so that I could kill all the gods. Um... My daughter died. Oh, no. Um, so, yeah. So, Christian Bale's daughter dies at the beginning. He's like a follower of uh, one of these gods. His daughter dies. He sees... Uh, he gets. Call- he also gets called to. So, there's a kind of cool parallel of him being called to by the Necrosword. Okay. Now, the Necrosword has a lot of, like, MCU background. It's uh, basically... it's There's the god Null, who is, like, the god of, like, darkness in in Marvel. Mm. And that's kind of where the symbiote no, comes or- from. No, or... God Null of the Void. Yeah, what I did there? Yes. Null and Void. Null and Void. Very good. Yeah. Very good. I'm proud of myself. Highlight of my day. <laughs> yeah, so he play, he's Gore the God Butcher. He finds this god that was his god. The Necrosword falls to him, and he kills that god. And basically, with the possession of the Necrosword, becomes kind of like possessed by it. And it's like, all gods will die. That is my promise. Okay. His, his daughter and the gods did nothing. Okay, so then they go to Omnipotent City. Okay. Where all the gods go to like meet, and you see like a lot of the different gods and stuff. And that's oh. where you see Zeus. But that's what's great. Taika Waititi, and I think good movies and these good Marvel movies, when you have a good villain... The villain is somebody that you can understand, right? Yeah. Like the same way, like Thanos was a good villain because we we sort of understood. Maybe we didn't agree with him, but we understood where he was coming from. That he was like, I want to stop people from suffering. Uh, there was a pathos there. Right. There was a you know what I mean. Is flawed. Was, he, at least for sure. he had motivation. Right. I mean, his actions didn't make a ton of sense, but as a character, it wasn't just wanton destruction for the sake of destruction. It, it meant something, at least to him. Right. Right. So you make him like somewhat relatable so that then the characters can kind of see where he's coming from. So it was interesting, especially to see that Thor's even like, yeah, you're right. The gods are shit, man. Like the gods, because yeah. Thor's the only one who has lived among them. Right. That's what really the thing I started to think. I'm like, really, is it worth telling this story? And I think it is. And I almost wish Thor the Dark World just didn't happen. Yeah. You know and what I mean? And this was a legitimate third movie. Right. And then if right. you ended it there, this would be a fantastic trilogy to sure. end it on. Sure. And then you'd have, you know, the high point would be Ragnarok. And then you'd end with this, which was good. Like, you know. So, you, so then you liked this movie. Basically. I did like this movie. I don't. It didn't. I wasn't like as blown away as Ragnarok. But I laughed. I laughed my ass off. All right. There were a couple of moments where, you know, they do like a very bitty thing. Like where, uh, you know, Thor's. Making some speech and in the background here, squeaky, 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 and you turn on it's Meek, the bug with like the knife hands from ah. Ragnarok, and just like writing on a whiteboard. I see. And, like Meek, that's very distracting. And you're like, yeah, it is a little distracting. Like, continue the movie. Yeah. You know, like at moments you're like, you said squeaky, 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 and I was like, and there was a guy masturbating behind him. Why did I think of that? What's wrong with me? With with the knife hands. <laughs> oh God, oh, no. no, stop. <laughs> Jesus, stop. But, you know, it, it seems like with Thor in general, I think I said this during when we talked the trilogy and probably during the Avengers, too, like he was the most 
he was the most out there Avenger. The idea that he's a god, right. he's in space. So his story, there's more room for flexibility. Yeah. You know and what I mean? I mean, we see, I was thinking of this. It's so outlandish. He's essentially, the way his story is sort of playing out to me feels like, and I speak from experience, a, uh, uh, you know, uh, overprivileged white kid ah. uh, growing up in his bubble and then going to like college and becoming an adult. Okay. You okay. know, like, because you've got like. Because he was the heir apparent. He was the golden boy. Right. Right. And the first movie, even you see his dad go, he needs to be knocked down a fucking peg. Right. Like, you're, you think you're going to just hand you this crown? No, it's more than just being the center yeah, of attention. I mean, the whole conflict with him and Loki. I mean, it drives their entire relationship. Right. And then, I mean, Dark World doesn't really add much no. to that. That's a, that's what kills me. Is Dark World does not add much to that idea of him growing and becoming a better person, right? And then Ragnarok, I mean, now that he's lived with people, he's lived on Earth for some time, he was in a relationship with a woman and loved a woman, a, a human woman, for a very long time. Right. And now in Ragnarok, like, when it starts, it makes sense that he's more quippy and kind of okay. more in the pop sure. culture. He's not as, like, Shakespeare and, uh, right. you know, like... Right. So it, it it that makes sense for his development, and he starts to learn more about. I mean, even the third movie is like you know, Ragnarok is secretly about imperialism. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. Like, well, maybe not secretly, no, but you know, openly. I mean, Gold, yeah. the way Goblin plays that part, he's right. the thundering sort of. Or even the fact that they talk about Asgard. The only reason they have all that money and wealth, and they're the rulers of the realms, is because they killed everybody else. Right. You know, and there's that hidden history of Hela and all that shit. So like, and, it's and a which, comment on religion in general to some degree. If you want to get deep. Yes, sure. You know, and I think and this next movie kind of continues that tradition of it's just a sort of discussion of religion and what right. is faith and what is love and loss. And, you know, it gives you a sense of how Vikings like put their religion into their their worldview, too, and their governance, too. Right. I mean, you know, they they're intermingled in that strange way. OK, so what do we have any Avengers in this movie? The Guardians of the Galaxy are at the beginning. At the beginning, okay. Yeah, yeah. So they're in it for a little bit, which it's honestly mostly like, I, they may all get like one line, and then okay. uh, most of it's Chris Pratt, like talking to him. Ah, poor Chris Pratt. People loved him, and now they hate him for no yeah. great reason. I mean, yeah. He, he was, seems, it's weird. He was so beloved for a time. Yeah. And then people are like, he's religious. We hate him. You can see him in the movie. He seems kind of like, I'm just kind of fed up with everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. it seems like I'm like, I could see this guy like quitting acting in a couple of years. Just like, really? I'm out. Really? I'm I don't want to go, on a, go on a fellowship somewhere. But yeah, so no big, there were no crossovers hmm. like the, okay. the last one. So nothing really. They really relied on just Thor telling Thor's story, which right. I think is kind of what they're going to be doing now. Because yeah, you've noticed the last couple of Marvel movies have been short. Yeah. Well, not short, but yeah. they've been two hours. Like, right. Oh. As opposed to these mega epics. So most people, Scott, are kind of shitting on this movie. Its reviews have been poor, but I think that they've been more middling than poor. But I think if we people have this expectation, it's going to be like Ragnarok. And, right. and, and if you if you measure it up against Ragnarok, it's just not going to it's not going to be that good. Right. I mean, that was a, just a sensational movie. It's hard to kind of duplicate the success, both artistically and financially or with respect to like the legacy Mm-hmm. When it comes to that movie, um, so people are kind of kind of shitting on it a little bit now. Well, and 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 it's also again, I think it's a, I think it directly ties to what we're talking about because it's a result of not having a stable trilogy, right? So, right. like, if you had started the movies attack with Ragnarok, on. it's attack on, and this movie came out, I don't think people would shit on it as much. They might have said eh, it wasn't a good, right. but like. You would know there's another one. And then there is another one coming. Oh, I mean, or way. if they had taken Thor and it made him light from the beginning and right. Ragnarok's the first movie, this would maybe be the, the second forgettable movie before some th- great third, right. you know, epic film right. that proceeds in this 
light and airy. Right. You know. Well, that's the yeah, that's the thing is because I think I think to make the case to make a fourth movie after you've made a trilogy of a character, you've done the three act classic three act structure. I think to make a case for a fourth movie, you got to do something really different. Yeah. And I think he did story wise. He moved the character of Thor in a huge way. This ends here and now. Scott, sadly, you and I have to take Thor off the list. Nah. Folks, if you want to go back and listen to the Thor trilogy, I advise you to do it. It's still a great episode. Yeah. I'm naive and stupid at the time, hating Marvel, not enjoying it. Just really negative, but Scott and Phil kind of start to win me over to the point where I am now, where I I'm you know loved Spider Man. I, I accept it more because I know more and I yeah. appreciate it more. Sadly, though, we have to discount it now as a trilogy. <sighs> Every single other episode we've done where we mention this actor or that actor being a part of the Thor trilogy, pretend we didn't say that. Hmm. They're not. Doesn't count. Nope. Any trilogy superstar that has Thor connected to it, forget it. You're canceled, you fucking asshole. And this is my negativity that has to come out. Fuck you, Thor. Fuck everything you stand for. Fuck the character. Fuck the films. To hell with you. You're no longer a trilogy. And I don't want you. I don't want you. Well, I I would personally like to say, uh, uh, Thor, to Valhalla with you. Scott, you and I raise a glass to Thor. To Thor. It was fun while he was involved in our world, but now we must let him go. (sighs) Sleep well. You great burly Aussie. <laughs> you Aussie fucking low. You hunker chunker. <laughs> Met piece of man meat. Chunder from down under. Love and thunder. Guys, thanks for listening. We appreciate, as always, you checking in with the Trilogy Podcast. Not going to get crazy here. Check us on Twitter. Check us on Instagram. We yep. are there. And we're always looking to give you great Trilogy content at all times. we got some big things coming up throughout the year and into next year. So please listen. I'm Finn. And I'm Scott. And we're the Trilogy fucking podcast, baby. 